Hello, everyone, and welcome to In the Neutral Zone, the podcast where we speak about some current news that surround both the MLB and the NFL. My name is Gabrielle Gordon, and I thank you for joining me today, and I hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you may be listening in from. So once again, as I always say, you're probably from my TikTok, which is called Packer Squad. Um, So once again, I really appreciate you tuning in to today's show. If you aren't already following the TikTok, you can go ahead and drop a follow after this episode, of course. Uh, It's called Packer Squad, all lowercases, no spaces. Um, But here to remind you that here at In the Neutral Zone, we remain unbiased and we rely on the facts and the news. So if you do follow the Packer Squad and you've seen the videos, this is different from what you're used to. This is not just solely about the Green Bay Packers, and this is a completely unbiased show. So I promise that you will enjoy it if you're new here. Let's get into it. So I want to get straight to business and let's talk about the topic that is on everybody's minds that has been on everybody's minds this past week. And it is the fact that the legend, future Hall of Famer, New Orleans Saints quarterback, decided to finally end his career and announced his retirement earlier this week. There is no question that Drew Brees has produced a Hall of Fame career, and he experienced absolutely tremendous success. And at the end of the 2020 uh, NFL season, there was a lot of speculation around his future. People thought that he was going to retire, but weren't completely sure. And he made it official after 20 NFL seasons, he has elected to retire. So he enters retirement as the all-time leader with 80,358 passing yards, 7,142 completions, a 67.7% career completion rate, and second with 571 touchdown passes. Drew Brees also holds the NFL record with five 5,000 passing yard campaigns, while no other player has accomplished that feat more than once. Let's not forget that Brees also guided the Saints to a Super Bowl win while earning Super Bowl MVP. He earned 13 Pro Bowl selections and he led the league in passing yards seven times and earned a pair of NFL Offensive Player of the Year awards. But of course, as we know, age catches up to all of us. It is inevitable. There is nothing we can do to avoid it. And even after his Hall of Fame career, it was time for him to settle into retirement. And it was a decision that came about due to some particular reasons that Drew Brees talked about. Additionally, as we know, this season was difficult for him, sustaining multiple injuries, just to name uh, one, the rib injury, another one, he had a collapsed lung, I believe, earlier in the season, a lot of setbacks, a lot of adversity, which all contributed into this overall decision to finish his career. Let's not forget here, though, for someone who's been in the league for 20 years, when you announce retirement, that is an extremely difficult decision. And Drew Brees called it one of the most challenging choices in his entire life. He also voiced with NBC Sports that the injuries combined with his family guided him to retire. So in a press conference with NBC Sports, Brees said, quote, At the end of the day, the factors that go into this are, as I've always said, as long as I can play the game at a high level, and I'm having fun doing it, and I'm able to stay healthy, then this is something that I will do forever. He continued on to say, quote, Obviously, I've had some injuries the last two years that have been frustrating. Both of them kind of freak things, 
and I don't think that there were injuries that were saying I was getting old. He then continued on to say, quote, But nonetheless, I had the thumb that ruled me five games two years ago, and then had the ribs and the lung that holds me out for four games this past year. Could I keep playing? Yeah, I'm sure I could. But I'm also looking at my kids, my family, the age of my kids, and just gauging all of those things. And there's a balance there, and I also just felt like I would just feel it. I would feel when it was time, and I felt it was time. So through that press conference, while he said that, you know, those injuries weren't really a direct result of his age, and if we were just basing this off of age, I think that Drew Brees has a few years left in him. But when he has these freak injuries, because, you know, they were freak injuries, a collapsed lung, you know, that doesn't happen very often. That is a scary injury. It is a collapsed lung. And then to also look through the perspective of his kids, you know, of his wife, of his family in general, when you feel it's time, that's really when it, you know, you're at peace with the decision. And I think Drew Brees is at peace with his decision. And I think the time is right for him to enter retirement and to take the step into the next part of his life. Drew Brees also voiced that he approached the last few seasons as each was his last. So it shows that the retirement um, decision has kind of been on his mind for the past couple of years. And everything simply fell in place this offseason to guide him towards retirement. And of course, as he stated, his children are getting older now. And when you are a football player in the National Football League, and you are as talented as Drew Brees, you know, that you there are times where you can't be with your children as much. And I'm sure he's also looking at it from a father perspective, not just an athlete's perspective, a father perspective. His children are getting older now. He wants to be in their lives more, and that's totally understandable. And I think that for him, as long as he knows he made the right decision, that is truly all that matters. So though the football world was sad to see that he did retire, we're excited for the next act in his life because we're going to see him quickly step into the media side of football. Breeze said that he will shortly begin his journey with NBC Sports and he will work both as an NFL analyst on Football Night in America and a game analyst for Notre Dame football. So this will be the first time that Breeze has this experience in that line of work. So he's going to rely significantly on his vast football knowledge. But, you know, the trend with a lot of NFL quarterbacks is that they have headed down that same career route after retirement. So Drew Brees, just such a respected player, such a talented player, such a role model for young quarterbacks in the league today. And he really made a mark on the NFL. And though it is sad to see that he's not going to step back on the field um, in his lifetime, he is still such a mo such an incredibly influential person to the football league and I cannot wait to see what he does in the booth and when he commentates and in his next step in his life so obviously for for the Saints they just lost their starting quarterback their star quarterback so they had to make some decisions and they are in the process of making decisions and while it looks like they're going with Jameis Winston to be the starter following weeks of, specula of speculation um as Breeze announced his retirement, the Saints did not waste time. They made their next big move as longtime backup Taysom Hill has scored a $140 million deal. So the Saints are restructuring Taysom Hill's contract to create more cap room. And the details look great. It's a four-year, $140 million contract extension 
but all years are avoidable, and it's a mechanism to free up cap space this year. And it gives the Saints and saves the Saints over $7.5 million against cap this year. But despite the fact that Taysom Hill just signed this monster contract extension, he's still going up against Jameis Winston and made the best Drew Brees understudy win the role of starter. I mean, these guys are competing to take over the starting spot for a Hall of Famer, and that is not an easy place to be in. It's usually better for one's career to be the guy who follows the guy trying to replace a legend. When you have to live up to those expectations that's created by one of the greatest of all time, that's a very difficult spot to fill. So Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston are expected to be on equal footing once the the league comes back up again, once we get back into the swing of things. Hill started four games in 2020 in place of Breeze, with Sean Payton previously saying that he'd promised uh, Taysom Hill a shot at the starting role if Breeze had gotten injured. Jameis Winston came in relief when Breeze got hurt in a Week 9 win over the San Francisco 49ers, but he has more starting experience because, you know, he did play five years in Tampa Bay. So in his four starts last season, while Breeze was injured, Hill completed 71.9% of his passes, generating 260.8 combined pass and rush yards per game. He had 1.3 turnovers per game and a 96.9 passer rating. So while the offense looked a bit more exotic with Hill under center because Hill has a fantastic running ability, the quarterback missed what should have been easy tosses to Alvin Kamara, and Kamara had some of his worst games when Hill was the starter. And Saints fans were absolutely ripping their hair out. I had Alvin Kamara on fantasy, and when it mattered most, he was having these terrible games because he just was not part of Taysom Hill's offensive scheme. They weren't on the same page, and it didn't look good for Kamara. Now, Jameis Winston has 70 starts under his belt, completing 61.1 passes for 291.6 combined pass and rush yards per game, averaging 1.5 turnovers per game, and compiling an 86.7 passer rating. Now, we know Jameis Winston has the reputation of being very, very turnover-prone, but he has a very big arm, and he is fearless in the pocket. So, I mean, if Sean Payton could help decrease the turnovers, spend more time with Jameis Winston, if Winston were to get the full-time role, it's not really known at this point in time. But in Winston's one extended relief situation last season, he looked very skittish. He completed 6 of 10 passes for 63 yards, and he took two sacks. The sample size and situation, however, it's way too minuscule to project how he would work in a full-time Sean Payton offense. So it will be a question of the offseason. It will be something to see during the preseason football games. They will both probably be getting a lot of starts in preseason to see who truly takes that starting spot for week one. Well, offseason football is a very, very exciting place with moves that we may have not seen coming. And I've got one that I guarantee none of you saw coming. The Bears on Wednesday agreed to terms with veteran quarterback Andy Dalton on a one-year contract. Andy Dalton is 33 years old. He has played 10 NFL seasons with the Bengals from 2011 to 2019, and he played with the Cowboys in 2020. 
He's appeared in 144 games with 142 starts. He has completed 62.2% of his passes for 33,764 yards with 218 touchdowns, 126 interceptions, and an 87.5 passer rating. A lot of numbers, but he has also rushed for 1,335 yards and 22 touchdowns on 422 attempts. Well, I just threw a lot of numbers and statistics at you, but the moral of what I'm trying to say here is Andy Dalton, the veteran quarterback, is now a Chicago Bear. Did anybody see that coming? I think the likeliness of Russell Wilson going to the Bears was more likely than this ever happening in my lifetime. Andy Dalton to the Bears, he was not in any discussions that I had heard of up until recently with the Bears. So it is very weird to me that they would take him. But if you do remember, in Cincinnati, Andy Dalton worked closely with the current Bears offensive coordinator, Bill Lazar, who served as the Bengals quarterbacks coach in 2016 and also as the offensive coordinator in 2017 to 2018. So as we know, Mitchell Trubisky is out of Chicago and the only other quarterback that the Bears have under contract for 2021 is veteran Nick Foles. Now quickly back to Russell Wilson for a second because there was a lot and a lot of rumors about Russell Wilson possibly becoming a Chicago Bear soon because he had voiced he was not happy with the Seattle Seahawks. But the Bears reportedly offered a trio of first-round picks and a handful of defensive starters for Russell Wilson, but they were turned down by the Seahawks. So it does look as though this league-wide quarterback, musical chairs, if you will, is coming to a close unless the Bears can suddenly position themselves as a favorite for Deshaun Watson, which is extremely unlikely at this point, just because, you know, they signed Andy Dalton. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense as, you know, they're not in the running for Deshaun Watson anymore. It's just pretty simple as that. So, if you're a Bears fan and you're disappointed, I mean, I don't know what to tell you there. I didn't think they were going to go on the road of Andy Dalton, but, you know, here we are. So, I mean, if you're desperate for a change here, it looks like your only chance is the draft. And I don't don't know. It looks like Andy Dalton is going to be their quarterback. You know... Speaking of the draft, may I remind you, Bears fans, and I and I hate to do this to you because I respect all organizations, all teams. There's no disrespect in this, but, you know, the Bears organization did have a chance years ago at both, may I say their names, Patrick Mahomes, who is, if not number one in the league, top three, and Deshaun Watson, who is top five in the league right now. Now, I have no clue what the Bears' plan is. With Andy Dalton, I couldn't even begin to tell you. But if I had to think, I think the plan would probably be probably be for Dalton to act as a very short-term quarterback. And there are a lot of talented quarterbacks coming into the league after this draft. You have a lot of talent from this draft class. So, I don't know. I don't know. Is Matt Nagy or Ryan Pace, you know, what the decision is going to be with this draft? I can't tell you, but I I can tell you that Bears fans aren't happy with this decision. I've seen a lot of Bears fans on Twitter and on TikTok, um, and they're not happy. Let's just put it that way. I think the best way to state it here and just to end the discussion of Chicago and Andy Dalton 
is that the Bears fans are in a bubble of, I wouldn't say disappointment, but maybe just a little bit of shock because of the decision. Because two weeks ago, Bears fans were hopping up saying that they were going to get Russell Wilson, and it didn't work out for them. So speaking about the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Andy Dalton's old team, and his old teammate, A.J. Green, is now headed to the desert. He has agreed to a one-year, $8 million deal with the Arizona Cardinals. So this contract includes a base salary of $6 million, with incentives available to push the total to its maximum value. So A.J. Green is moving west after closing out his time in Cincinnati in, you know, what can really be said as, as quiet fashion. He caught just 47 of his 104 targets for 523 yards and two touchdowns in 2020. Additionally, his 11.1 yards per catch, 2.9 receptions per game, and two receiving touchdowns were the lowest of his career. And it became clear that as the season progressed, moved forward, that the future at the position would be with rookie T. Higgins, as he is the Bengals' top target now, not A.J. Green. But come on now, you got to put some respect on A.J. Green's name. He is a seven-time Pro Bowler, and he is now joining a Cardinals team that is loading up for a run at the playoffs. He'll add to a receiving core that includes DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and Andy Isabella. And we could also see the return of Larry Fitzgerald, provided that he decides that he wants to continue his Hall of Fame career. You know, it's pretty clear at this point that A.J. Green is on the back nine of his own NFL career and has declined in multiple key metrics in the last three years, and he didn't even play in 2019. But a resurgence in Arizona is possible in an offense that's powered by quarterback Kyler Murray and directed by the pass-friendly coach Cliff Kingsbury. And he'll at least provide some insurance for a potential departure of Larry Fitzgerald, even if A.J. Green isn't the type to replace Fitzgerald in the slot. And if Fitzgerald ends up returning, the Cardinals are going to try out a group that could include as many as three pass catchers who could one day end up in Canton. So A.J. Green, moving on in his career, has left the Bengals, signed with the Cardinals. It could be a good move. It could be a good move for him. I think he needs a change of scenery. I think he needs a new quarterback. You know, the Bengals had quarterback trouble last season as everybody was so excited for Joe Burrow, and then he unfortunately got injured out for the rest of the season. So we couldn't see that connection between A.J. Green and Joe Burrow. So, I, I mean, I think it's a good move for A.J. Green. I think he needs a change of scenery, and I think that it it could be very positive for him as he does start to enter the later part of his career. And just to kind of wrap things up, of course you do know that I am a Packers fan. If you didn't know, well, I am a Packers fan. Of course, that doesn't contribute to any of my opinions in this because we are neutral here, but just want to mention that the Green Bay Packers are re-signing Aaron Jones on a four-year contract worth $48 million that will include a $13 million signing bonus. Aaron Jones' deal includes $20 million over the first two years, and a $7 million roster bonus is due on the third day of the league year in 2023, with $16 million due in 2023 and $12 million in 2024. 
So, a lot of speculation if Aaron Jones was going to sign with another team because he was a free agent. Were we going to have to rely on rookies like A.J. Dillon for the Packers? Um, Which wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing because A.J. Dillon looked great during his carries during the season last year. But Aaron Jones is back four years, and he is staying in Green Bay. So, you know, not that 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 was incredibly significant. Aaron Jones is among, you know, some of the top running backs in the league after last season. But that was just a little info I wanted to share just because I am a Packers fan. And for my Packer fans out there, Aaron Jones fans, whatever it may be. Well, that just about does it. There is so much news so many teams re-signing players, you know, trades, yada, yada, yada. There's a lot of stuff going on in, in the NFL right now, and there's just too much to cover in just one episode. So as the more episodes come out, there will be more info on free agency. I think we covered the big stuff in today's episode, so I think we're going to leave it here. So that's my take, and that is it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm Gabrielle Gordon, and you've been listening to In the Neutral Zone. See you next time.